Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, January 11th, 2021. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture editor Ashley Steves. Ashley, you're not going to believe this. I watched Nickelodeon for like the second time in my adult life. The first one was for the SpongeBob uh, musical, obviously. Of course. And then on Sunday, Nickelodeon actually broadcast an NFL playoff game between the New Orleans Saints and the Chicago Bears, but it was really what? cool. They did. So th- what they did was is they had um, like a completely different announced team. They had a fairly young play-by-play guy, a young, cool um, former NFL player as the color commentator. But then they also had a, a young girl Nickelodeon star who knew nothing about football. Then they had another mm-hmm. Nickelodeon star young boy on the sideline um, who knew about football. But like they spent the game like explaining and answering questions to the girl who was in the booth. Interesting. It was very cool. Every time someone scored a touchdown... They would shoot uh, shoot off these fake CGI slime cannons, which was really fun. Um, And the reason I wanted to mention this, bring it back around to theater, is when there was a penalty of some sort, rather than having the the play-by-play guy or the color commentator explain it, they had young Sheldon, Ian Armitage, pop up and explain the rule. And, you know, offsides is when someone from the defense walk, you know, goes across the line. But he had some jokes in there. Obviously, like he said, like holding is when a player um, holds the jersey of another player who does not have the ball. (laughs) I don't even like holding hands. So this is my favorite penalty, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. So it was kind of fun. It was a very cool thing. I I like uh, that. Yeah. As somebody who spent about a decade of my life coaching um, sports starting with youth and in high school and in college. Um, I love that they are kind of catering to younger fans and I hope that more yeah, places do this. Yeah, cute. I didn't know they were doing that. I you know, hadn't heard of them doing that at all. Yeah. First, time, first time they've ever done it, it was a simulcast. The regular broadcast was on CBS which is a, um, a sure. sister network through Viacom. But uh, it was very cool. Yeah, that's very true. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Absolutely. Oh, oh, I want to see baseball on it next. Like, well, I the think World that would be Series great. on Nickelodeon and like SpongeBob can pop up and. Well, well, SpongeBob did the pregame show. They oh, had uh, yes. literally had the pregame show with SpongeBob. They had a ton of SpongeBob memes and like little interstitials in between the commercial breaks Sweet. and stuff. Okay. It was very cool. Uh, but I think baseball would be great for it because kids don't really watch baseball anymore. But anyway, <sighs> let's get into the theater. Um, of course, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. On this week on Broadway, on Sunday, uh, James, Peter, and Michael welcomed the great uh, performer, impressionist, and serious XM host Christine Petty to the show. Oh, um, nice. So make sure you go back and listen to that in this feed. But... Ashley, let's get into the news. First up, last week, The Hollywood Reporter exclusively reported that Lashana Lynch, who co-starred as Monica Rambeau in the Captain Marvel movie and will be the new 007, replacing a retired James Bond in the No Time to Die film, which was delayed from last year into April of this year. She has been cast as Miss Honey in the upcoming film adaptation of the musical version of Matilda. There had been rumors, which we actually talked about on the show, that Emma Stone could be 
taking the role yeah. or killing Eve's Jodie Comer. Um, but Stone recently announced that she is pregnant with her first child. Yeah. So I don't know if that was involved in this decision, but that would obviously uh, more than likely take her out of the running as I think they are getting ready to film fairly soon. Um, but Lynch started her career as a singer-songwriter and as a theater performer. She's worked at the National Theater, the, Ro- the Royal Court, at the Chichester Theater Festival, Lyric Hammersmith, and other revered institutions in her native UK. There was no official information about when the adaptation would be filming or when it would be available on Netflix. But one thing that I did find interesting, Ashley, is that if you remember, we talked about Emma Stone because back in May of 2020, Rafe Fiennes had been announced as playing Miss Trunchbull. However, he was not mentioned at all in the Hollywood Reporter article. And this ties in with some rumors that I'd been hearing that the production might be second guessing not only casting him, but casting any man in the role. Oh. Uh, now, actually, we've had these discussions about theater productions before, yeah. whether it was around Tootsie or Hairspray or even Matilda. And Harvey we talked about like with Annie and bye stuff. Bye yeah. Birdie, yeah. Yeah, that too. Yeah. So what do you think about this is a, this is a little different, um, because this is a role that has always been played right. by a man. Right. Um, at least in the musical version, obviously. How do you feel about having a woman play Miss Trunchbull in the film adaptation of the musical adaptation of Matilda? <laughs> oh, God. It's a lot of adaptations. That's like a lot the, of adaptations. I was going to say that's like the, what, high school musical, the yeah, movie, the, musical, the, the series, series yeah. or whatever <laughs> it is. Um, I, I've got a little bit more wiggle room when it comes to, British materials, I guess, because it's, I mean, this was written as like a panto character for the musical and the movie and the book came first, but as a British, you know, essentially British musical with Tim, with Tim Minchin writing, it's, it's panto. So it makes sense for a a man to be playing it in that role, playing Miss Trunchbull in that role. But. And similarly with Edna Turnblad in Hairspray, because that pays tribute to Divine, who was uh, a drag queen in the original Hairspray movie. So there's reasons, I guess the, the Hairspray one's a little stronger uh, of a connection to me than this, but you're definitely right that there's a history in pantos and in British theater and music hall stuff in general of, of, of cross casting. Yeah, I think, you know, there's definitely, it's a very fine line when you start getting into, you know, casting for casting's sake versus is there actually some kind of historical precedent or some kind of cultural precedent? Is it drag? Is it panto? What have you? So, like I said, I think there's a little bit more wiggle room versus, you know, if they, if the movie had, I think there's a, I think there's a very big difference if the original movie uh, had cast a man playing Miss Trunchbull versus the movie musical casting a man as Miss Trunchbull because the the musical is panto in that role. Well, and I think it also revolves around if you're making an adaptation of the musical, how did the musical originally write that role? Um, And it's different like we talked about with Harvey doing... May Peterson. Um, so that's different because that was always a, a woman's role. And it feels right. and same thing when, when they try to cast men as Miss Hannigan and Annie, like that's right. taking a role that was originally written for a woman. Right. And, this, and, and putting a man in the role, like they couldn't find any woman exactly. to play the role, which is not the case here. Uh, right. So it, yeah. it, I think that there's some of that. I think, I think the discussion maybe should be, would Tim Minchin have written that role for a man if he wrote it in 2021 rather than whenever he wrote it? I That's think that might be a different discussion. That's because a, Tim yeah. Minchin, Tim Minchin is 
a, a very progressive and thoughtful uh, individual, and mm-hmm. I know because he's been a guest on Tommy Moore. I was going to say, but, you're going to have to interview him again. Have yeah, find out. Ask him a question. I know. But I think th- th- that's why this doesn't uh, the continuing to cast Miss Trunchbull as a man doesn't bother me is because that's how it was originally written. And yes, things change. Um, it would, it bothers me more when you are taking roles that have always been played by women and were written for women and putting a man. That's in. absolutely where I'm at. Or, or, yeah. you know, in the case of Tootsie, like is, right. th- is the gender a point of the plot? Then what do you do with that? Yeah, Tootsie's its whole can of, its own, its whole own can of worms that Just we don't need to get back in. We've right back about into the one. sea. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right. In some other on-screen theatrical news, Warren Late, who is the longtime showrunner of the NBC police procedural drama Law and Order SVU, told Deadline last week, "Quote." We know how hard the community has been hit here. The goal is to get as many jobs to as many theater actors as we possibly can. This was um, in connection to a tweet that he had sent out earlier last week on Tuesday um, and talking about wanting to get theater people in there. This Thursday's episode will feature both Alex Brightman and Eva Noble Zada. And future episodes will feature Adrian Lennox, uh, Elizabeth Marvel, Jane, Br- Jane Bruce, Jelani Aladdin, and many other theater stars. Now, pop quiz, Ashley. Oh, boy. Warren Late is a Tony-winning playwright. Do you know? Oh. I'm taking it. You do not know I, what play he won a Tony Award for. I don't. I knew he was. He is, a, I knew he was a playwright, but I. Yes, he was also for the same play. Was a Pulitzer Prize finalist. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't know. I can't even guess. It would have been 1998's Sideman won the 1999 Tony Sideman, which also oh, interesting. Is in, yeah, is the play in which Frank Wood won his Tony yeah, Award. So, very yeah. interesting. Did not know that at all. Yeah, so he is very much a champion of the theater. Um, and so this is great to see. And I mean, just in general, like, I, I, obviously, uh, I love this. I'm re- and was really happy to see both the tweet and the article that came from this. But it's like theater people are always on law and order <laughs> to like, <laughs> to very clear and almost, you know, parody levels. Well, and I mean, Law and Order SVU has always had a history of having theater people. I mean, yeah. your very own Raul Esparza was of on course. the cast yeah. um, for six years. They had Peter Gallagher and Andy Carl playing yeah. um, father and son uh, for a while as well. So, um, yeah, this is not new, but I think it's it's cool that they have a commitment to doing that even more so during this pandemic. Absolutely. Get everybody, get cr- crew members in, get actors in, whatever you can, especially a- any kind of show like Law & Order SVU, any kind of procedural show, but I mean, any kind of long running show at this point, you know, I want to see more showrunners kind of champion for that and say, we've got a lot of guest roles um, and there's a lot of actors out of work right now that mm-hmm. should be on stages and we film in new york so put two and two together that's what we're gonna do absolutely all right actually we're gonna take a real quick break and send it over to james who has some information on our sponsor for this week our old friends over at express hey. vpn we'd like to welcome express vpn back to broadway radio 
There are tons of VPN providers out there. You've probably heard of a couple of them, and some of you might even have used a VPN before. But I like to do research on my sponsors, and I only recommend brands to my listeners that I believe in. I can say with full confidence that ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market. ExpressVPN doesn't log your data. Lots of really cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to ad companies. ExpressVPN developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes it impossible for their servers to log any of your info. Second is speed. I've tried lots of VPNs in the past. Many slow your connection down or make your device sluggish. I've been using ExpressVPN for a few years now and my internet speeds are blazing fast. Even when I connect to servers thousands of miles away, I can still stream HD quality videos with zero lag. The last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from other VPNs is how easy it is to use. Unlike other VPNs, you don't have to input or program anything. You just fire up the app and one-click button to connect. It's so easy that your grandparents could use it. And it's not just me saying this. Wired, The Verge, CNET, and many other tech experts rate ExpressVPN the number one VPN in the world. So protect yourself with the VPN that I use and I trust. Use our link, expressvpn.com slash broadwayradio today, and get an extra three months free on your one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash broadwayradio. Visit expressvpn.com slash broadwayradio to learn more. And thanks to ExpressVPN for continuing to support Broadway Radio. Thank you, James. Uh, and don't forget, everybody, head over to expressvpn.com slash broadwayradio. All right. In some other news, last week, Broadway News reported that the Stage Directors and Choreographers Foundation had recently received an anonymous donation of $200,000 that was earmarked specifically for the Foundation's Emergency Assistance Fund. This brings the total... Um, uh, raised for the fund up to $550,000 after it was established in April 2020 to help support union members through the pandemic. Um, obviously it is a, we were just talking about all of the actors that are out of work. Yeah. That goes double for stage directors and choreographers oh, yeah. who probably have even less work and opportunities um to to find work on uh, on screens mm-hmm. somewhere um with this new donation individual grant amounts have increased to $750 from the $500 for full members and the new opportunity for associate members to receive grants of $300 so thank mm-hmm. you to yeah. whomever uh, made that donation absolutely in other news it was also reported last week uh, by Broadway Journal that the WP Theater filed a lawsuit over the summer in June June against the Edison Ballroom for a total of $30,000 from a deposit and $5,000 in legal fees that they had put down to secure the Edison Ballroom space for their annual gala that was supposed to take place uh, in May of this year, obviously. That did not happen. Mm. Um, the venue rental contract says that the theater company is entitled to a full refund of its deposit should, quote, acts of God make it impossible or impractical to hold the event. However, the attorney for the Edison Ballroom uh, declined to provide that reimbursement. And sa- instead, they offered for that to be rescheduled. They, uh, the lawyer said, quote, while rescheduling the event is one option, a present refund of your client's payment to date 
is not. The lawyer even um, threatened that the Edison Ballroom could declare bankruptcy uh, if they were forced mm. to uh, return all of the, the deposits that they had received, which <sighs> means that nobody would get their money and they would not have the opportunity to have that be paid towards future events. Uh, however, uh, this is, but this yeah. is fun. The WP Theater's uh, uh, managing director said that the Edison Ballroom's, quote, economic viability is of no concern to WP Theater, <laughs> uh, meaning that you give us our money and we'll deal with ourselves. You handle your own business. But, yeah. you know, this is this is I mean, it, this sucks for everybody, Ashley, because of like, course, of course. Know, and that's why the, I was kind of groating, you yeah. know, intermittently throughout because nobody is winning here. Right. It's just exactly. Kind of skeevy you know, circumstances all across the board. Yeah. I mean, there's and there's no good answer, I don't think. Because no, if, of course not. If Edison Ballroom is forced to give back all this money, they probably go out of business. Yeah, and if that happens, that's bad for everybody. But if WP Theater doesn't the get reverse, their money back, exactly, yeah. they might go out of business. <laughs> but yeah, they're, uh, they're claiming economic viability doesn't matter, so maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's just uh, a bad situation for everybody, but I'm sure this is not the last time that we will hear things like this occurring in the no, next six no. months, six to eight months before theater actually returns. And we've already heard some of that because I remember, I specifically remember like the phrasing of like acts of God circumstances. Like this is, we're going to, we're going to keep hearing this for a while. We've already heard some of it with, between theaters and, you know, other performing arts venues. And yep. it's going to be a long battle even past, you know, whatever the quote, un- uh, quote, unquote, end of the pandemic means is we're going to be seeing some effects financially for a bit, unfortunately. That is very true. All right. That sucks. So I want to leave you with one feel good recommendation, <laughs> and it is a good one. Last week, a new trailer was released for the upcoming Hulu presentation of Derek Delgadio's stage show in and of itself. Um, mm. We have talked about it in and of itself a lot here on Broadway Radio. In fact, just to pat myself on the back again, I interviewed Derek Delgadio in the basement of the Daryl Roth Theater after a performance oh, of In and of Itself. Um, so go back in the uh, archives of Tell Me More for that. I think that would have been the summer of 2018. Um, but the show began at the Geffen Playhouse, came off Broadway, played London as well. And when I interviewed Derek Delgadio, he said he can't imagine ever doing this show again. Hmm. And he did not think it was something that would be filmed. Clearly, that changed. Yeah. Uh, because it will premiere on Hulu on January 20th. 22nd 2021 it is a remarkable combination of storytelling of monologues of magic of illusion of mind-boggling um personal stuff it's just it defies expectations and it defies mm. description so i'm very interested to see how that translates um on screen uh, but cool. i loved in and of itself it was one of the most unique things that i've ever seen uh on stage and i'm very excited that more people will get to experience it even if it's not going to be the exact same because there was definitely something important like literally physically important that that um connected the audience members who were physically yeah. there that's what I was going to ask, because I didn't get to see it. Um, but, you know, so much of magic and illusionist shows are the interaction with the audience, either, you know, talking with them or, you know, bringing them onto stage, but, you know, also <laughs> the actual tricks themselves or illusions themselves require 
people to be around. So yeah. I'm really curious to see. I, I'm assuming this was filmed, you know, just him on stage and there wasn't any audience. No, or no was, you yeah. cannot do this show. You cannot do this show without an audience. Okay. So there is, there is so, an audience. Um, so was it filmed recently then? Or uh, honestly, they don't show a ton of it uh, of the theater in the 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 trailer but honestly it uh. looks like the Daryl Roth um huh. and it could just be another theater that is similarly that was similarly set up to the Daryl Roth when um, when they were doing that show there but it does show in the trailer like one of the things that you do when you see this show is they have this huge wall when you walk in of all these cards that are hanging on the wall that says I am and then it has a word uh an idiot a teacher a lover yeah. confused you take one and then you turn it in and that's part of the show. And oh, that comes interesting. back. So it's very difficult to understand how this will translate if you if you aren't one of the people in that audience. And I don't want to say anything more because I don't want to spoil it. No, but sure. It is true it was truly a mind blowing experience. Very cool. Yeah, I'm I'm not uh a you know, big on like illusion shows, but I'm really interested in seeing this. Yeah, I, I mean, there was. Some- I was. On, I was on the website while you were talking to see what you were like, what the cards were that you yeah. were describing, and it's like their main thing on the website. Yeah, exactly. Is what they show. That, yeah, I'm not afraid to talk about that. I, I don't want to talk yeah. about how that comes back. No, but sure, it, sure. There's definitely some sleight of hand and some illusion, but that's not the the heart. Literally, the heart and the bulk of the show. It's it, there's there's magic, quote unquote, magic of other sorts that are even bigger than that. So this is not like. Um, some of the other things you've seen, but it is truly unique, and I'm very much looking forward to watching it on Hulu awesome. when it premieres on the streaming service on the 22nd of this month. Mm, in the calendar. Yep. All right, that is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWB Matt. And if you like me at all, send mm. me good send me good thoughts on the social meds because my Ohio State Buckeyes are taking on the Alabama Crimson Tide tonight in the College Football National Championship championship game we're gonna need all the luck we can get because they are much better than we are so uh, god all right here's some Uh, good vibes from me at least thank you i appreciate it ashley where can people find you You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at no, this is Ashley. All right. Don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. We have also banned the president from our Patreon as well. Yes, we um, have. So that goes without saying. And don't forget to head over to expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio to get all of your safety and uh, VPN needs uh, from them. All right. Have a wonderful Monday, and we will be back to talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.